Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Moose and Goose Raw. Tonight we're talking about a book. And what book is that? The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Not one single fuck. Not one. Well, in the book he talks about giving a fuck. Yes. He does. But this is uh, this book is by Mark Manson. Um, I listened to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. As does Nick. I forget who's the, the, the voiceover or the, the voice reader. He's pretty good, though. Yeah, he is. He's not, like, boring. No. Or else I probably wouldn't be listening to the book. He shows, like, enthusiasm and, and stuff like that. So he, that's always good. He gets into character. Yeah. So today uh, we, we both read and listened to uh, the first two chapters. Yeah. And So this is going to be like a book club, kind of. You had to bring the book club. I did. You had to bring it. <laughs> it's the book club. All right. Well, this is like side series book club. Every now and then we'll probably we'll listen to a book and uh, probably get Mike on one of these. Those of you that listened to the last podcast. Yeah. He, uh, no, two podcasts ago. He was on that one. So, uh, so I wrote a lot down. That is something that I didn't do, which I really should have done. Nah, well, normally I didn't. Um but I have a little bit of an advantage on you because I've already listened to the book three or four times. That's how yeah. much I like it. Uh, it's just good to kind of revert back to it and gives me a little bit more perspective on my life anytime I'm in like that, that down low area. Uh, but how are you enjoying the book so far? Uh, it's good. Uh, having a little bit of difficulty kind of staying focused on it, I guess. But I guess that's more of a me thing than anything else. Like It's a pretty straightforward book for the mm-hmm. most part. Um, it kind of just teaches you not to give a fuck about everything, is what I gathered from the first couple chapters. Yeah, and the unique thing about the well, books in general is I had the same perspective when I read the book or listened to it the first time, and I've noticed that when you listen to books the first time, you take the things that are like stand out the most to you. But then as you start listening to them again and again, you start picking up on other things that you were like, oh, I didn't think of that, or I didn't see that. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I mean, we can just get right into it. The, the first chapter is called Don't Try. And uh, what did you gather? I mean, how long ago did you listen to it? Is it still kind of fresh in the mind? Uh, I listened to it last night. Okay. Uh, w- is there anything that you took from Chapter 1? Um, Chapter 1, for the most part, from... What is it? Don't try, right? Yeah. Um, it's pretty much don't try for, like, the little things. Mm. Try for the more important things in your life, the bigger things that are going to stand out more. As opposed to don't really sweat the small stuff. It's not really worth it. Don't give a fuck about the little stuff mm-hmm. where you're going to give a fuck more about the things that are more meaningful to you and how you're going to live your life. That's pretty good. I uh I actually I I didn't take it like that and I'm actually glad you said that cuz like now looking looking back and l- listening to what he says that's pretty much probably what he's trying to come across as. For me, I uh I got like well he says don't try and I feel like people can definitely misunderstand that. Yeah. Like oh I don't have to do anything then. Well, you obviously have to do stuff. Right, yeah, you have to do something. Yeah. Um for me it just it means uh just do things with intent but like don't be pushy. Like Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like like you can tell when somebody is doing something because they're doing it. And then you can tell when somebody's doing something because they're trying really hard. Yeah. It's and like they're forcing the issue kind of. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's one of the perspectives that I've had on it. Um because I 
super stupid analogy. Okay. But when we're playing video games, yeah, and we we stop playing a game for a little while, and then we go back to it that game, yeah, and we don't give a fuck about it, yeah, and then all of a sudden we're like, wow, I'm the best in the game right now, yeah, like that's for me that's like that don't try. It's like we're playing with intent, we're playing to have fun, and we're not trying. See, that's different because that that varies from every other person though. Yeah, because your intent is different than my intent. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, but, and I'll just use video games as an example. Yeah, like you play to have fun, mm-hmm. as do I, but I also like to to win. Right. Where, in your case, you don't necessarily care if you win. No, so, I don't. But when I do win, it's 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 a good high. It is. Yeah. I don't like in in something that I like doing. I don't like losing or failing in. Yeah, I yeah. But it but at the same time it's also a learning experience to get better for the next time you play. Right. But I think this chapter is all about like you said intent, but it's also how you react to it as a person. Pretty much, yeah, like having again like like you said you have to try it like you can't you, not, yeah. you can't not try it something. If right. you want to do something you'll do it. It depends how hard you're going to go at it. And being being something, like being who you are. Yeah. So like in the beginning of the chapter, to give you guys a little bit of perspective, he talks about a, a writer that who was uh, pretty much just like an alcoholic asshole who wrote yeah. books, was very successful. But well, he, he wasn't successful at the beginning. No, not in the Nobody beginning. Nobody would pick him up. No, but he continued just to, to do what he was doing. And then he got the one shot. Right. And look what happened. And he didn't, but he didn't try, like he wasn't sitting there going to all of these, um, would it be produce, publishers? Publisher, publisher. Yeah. I'm thinking producers, which is like music and movies. Yeah. <clears throat> um, he wasn't going to these publishers, like trying to get his book, you know, put out there. But one guy found him, and that was it. Made millions of dollars, and even with his success, he states that uh, he would go to book. Um, I guess what, what do you call them? Book readings. I guess book readings. Yeah, yeah. Um, or book signings, and he would, you know, yell, curse, he was pissed drunk. He didn't care. He didn't give a fuck. He didn't care what the fame would do, because it didn't change who he was. No, it didn't. So, I mean, if you're, if you gotta recognize who you are as a person. Right. If you think, if you know that you're a loser, you're an asshole, fine. Yep. Then, then, then go with it. There's no reason to try to change it, unless you're trying to change other people around you to be better. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. I know. I know exactly what you're saying. But like with him, he was he was a loser. He was an alcoholic. He I I want to say he gambled too. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But he knew that. Yeah. And I don't think he had anyone around him that's really gonna affect anybody else but himself. Well, that or he did, and they all and they all left. And they all left. But he he did stay true to that asshole. Like he's like he was loyal to himself. Hey, no matter what. You could be an asshole as long as you're you're loyal and you're trusting to yourself and you're honest to yourself. Yeah. Then you're good. Mm-hmm. Don't change for fame. Don't change for anything else. Yep. Unless I- you want to change for the better and better yourself, then okay. Then change is okay. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are, are scared to change. To be honest, I, I dude, there's such a broad perspective on on my life or not even my life. I'm sure a lot of other people's. It's like, I feel like all of these micro changes are happening. And then, like, when you zoom out, uh, like, a broader span, mm-hmm. I, like, look, I'm like, I feel like I'm still the same person that I've been. 
Like nothing's changing. Like what do I got to do to change? And I feel like it's like you're stuck in this little. But you're not stuck. It's those little changes over time that will start to add up. It's not all going to add up at once. Yeah, that's true. It's going to just, it's going to take time until you really notice it. Yeah. And then once you start changing, other people will see it. And then other people either grow away from you Mm -hmm. or grow with you. Yeah. And then you go from there. The people that choose to not grow with you, fuck them. Who cares? It's your world. You let them exist in it. Yeah. Yeah. At, At any point in time, you can eliminate them. Snap a finger, they're gone. You can. Oh, man. What are we, you got the gauntlet? I'm not Thanos. But no. you, that, <laughs> essentially, you can do that. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's true. We, we, we choose who is, who is in our lives and exactly. we choose who uh, can stay and doesn't want or don't want to stay. Sometimes. Hey. I mean, you can go somebody, but, I mean, if you tried sure. to push me away, like, I'm not going anywhere, bro. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. But again, I I can choose to not talk to you. Yeah, that's right. But you, you can text me all you want. I'm going to show up at your door. That's nice. I'm coming in. That's nice, but for <laughs> me, I don't have to let you in. I'm coming in. Sure. <laughs> You're stuck with me, bro. <sighs> Just accept it. No, yeah. Accept it. Fuck. <laughs> So and I even wrote that I said don't be something you're not like be be who you are. People can see through that fake shit. Yeah, it's 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 just like a mask. You walk out in public and people can kind of see it. Yeah, especially the people that are around they can see it. And but if you are being so like, there's a difference from being something you're not and then working on being being something that you want to be. Sure. With like with purpose, like there's one like being fake towards like friends. Yeah. Like, because you want to have a lot of friends um, and be popular, that might not be your style. So stop trying to push for that. Yeah, I think I think that stigma goes for a lot of high school and college kids now. Yeah. Where I want to be part of that popular clique of people. Uh, they're good looking, they're jocks, whatever they are. Yeah. And they put on this persona that they're not, that's not who they are as a person. Yeah. Like, we had... Uh, one of the kids in our town died and he he was friends with everyone and you would see the popular kids who was friends with them come up to people like me and my friends who weren't popular but they were like talking to us like we were normal people like outside of high school. Yeah. It's like where the fuck was this in high school? Yeah. Because if this was the case in high school there would have been a problem all mm-hmm. the time. So why is it that somebody literally had to die unfortunately for you to not act like an asshole and take that mask off. Yeah. There's no point. And and it's it's so funny that you say that like somebody had to die and there's one there's a couple things that always sometimes click in my brain or like I'll think about and it's like what would happen if X person was to die? Yeah. Like would I still be feeling the same way I'm feeling towards that person if they died or would I be upset? Or what if they're laying on their deathbed? How would I be feeling? Would I be sympathetic? Or would I say, you know what, I'm fucking happy you're dead. Yeah. Right? Those are, like, pretty much the black and white sides of it. And oftentimes I'm like, what am I mad? Like, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling towards that person? People take the littlest shit and they make it into something that it's not. And it's something so completely out of proportion it's not even funny. Oh, dude. All the time. That's me. You're making a mountain out of a molehill. I do that so often. You gotta stop that shit, man. You You know what they call that? You gotta let that shit just go. 
You know what he calls that in the book? What does he call it in the book? The feedback loop from hell. Mm. And pretty much th- what that is 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 when you're worrying or you're mad or frustrated about something, and he explains it in the way of like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, why am I such a loser? I hate that I'm a loser. And then you get mad at yourself for calling yourself a loser. Yep. Oh, I'm such a loser. Oh, I'm, f- I'm such a loser for calling myself a loser. Have you ever done that? Of course. Dude, I was... I st- to this day, I call myself a loser. Last podcast. <laughs> Last podcast. Do you remember what I said to you? No, refresh me. Well, you, obviously, I wasn't in the best mindset. Oh, yeah. You knew that. And I said, I'm frustrated that I'm frustrated. <laughs> like, I'm it, sick and tired of being <laughs> sick and tired. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, so, like, that's just, like, worrying about so many, like, the little things and, and just beating yourself up. Yeah. It's not worth it. It's really not. Um, I mean, anyone that goes through that, just stop. I think every everyone goes through that. Just stop a second and and really just ask, like, be conscious. Yeah, reevaluate the situation that you're in. And because, uh, like, getting out of that is not easy. I mean, I was there no. for days. Yeah, I was there for days, and I was like, why? I ended up forgetting what what I was actually frustrated about. <laughs> and I was still just more frustrated. I was uh, I was frustrated. Um, yeah, I feel it. So people gotta like. I know it's it's a hard thing to do, but just get over it. Like you have the power to get over it. You do. You do. You can you can sit there and you can waste away in your own misery. That's that's if that's how you want to live, fine. But eventually you gotta grow up and you gotta fucking say like I'm done with this. Like yeah. like let's get back on the horse. Let's let's push through it. Because at the end of the day, people don't want to be around that shit. No, and it, no. And, it, and it's it's frustrating. And sometimes I ask myself, like, because you knew I was in a bad mood. Uh-huh. I was I wasn't, in, and I'm like, people, and like I'm always adamant about like bad energy, yeah, like, bad, like negative people, and like so when I'm in that state, I'm like, one, I'm, I'm I judge people because they're in that state. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm no better right now. I'm sure like people probably don't want to be around me because I'm in, I'm in a bad mood. Yeah, and I don't want that stigma to be like put yeah. onto other people as well. So I do try to separate separate myself. But as we talked about last yeah. point, I, I, social isolation uh, <laughs> <laughs> social isolation isn't always the best thing. Yeah. So sometimes getting out with your friends, family. Yeah. And doing one hundred percent. Um. So in the book, um, he talks about first world problems. So I don't do you remember what he talks about? Um, uh, we literally make first world problems a real problem. Yeah. So like the idea of I don't have the new phone or my like my boss is a real jerk or I didn't get the right latte. Sure. Like we actually make those things a problem. Yeah, and the fact that we dwell on that for so long we let it ruin our day. Yeah. We let it ruin a week. It, it's not worth it. Like, no. Somebody mess up your latte. Who cares? Get another one. Get another one? Go get a fucking get, another get, one. Drink a bottle of water, for fuck's Give sake. Give that latte to somebody on the street that's going to appreciate it and exactly. go buy yourself a new like, one. Like, you don't need to do what society tells you. Yeah. You, you don't need the new phone. You no. don't. Look, look what phone I'm using. Dude. I'm using a goddamn six. I've had it for almost four years. I, I had a six, and then I was a, I was lucky enough that my boss decided to 
uh, take over my plan. And then everyone's like, oh, you should get the new phone. I don't need the new phone. No. I really don't. What, I mean, if it starts becoming a problem. It's not a problem, if though. If it works, it works. Exactly. So I'm like, why why fix it if it's not broken? Exactly. There's no point. Exactly. So first world problems are actually problems. And even more than that is, is we actually were getting into the mindset of, again, feeling bad that we feel bad. Yeah. And that's like a that's a first world problem. It's just like there's people that don't don't have water. They have to worry about how to get water. Yeah, and we're worried about the new phone. And w- yeah, and we're worried about a oh, luxury. Yeah, or like, oh, I, I, this person looked at me weird. Who cares? Like, what the fuck? Who cares? What? I don't. I do, dude. I'm I'm so guilty of that. What? That someone looked at you wrong? Or like I did something bad. Like worrying about what I did and how it affects somebody else. So, is, so you get, you get caught up in other people's judgments. I dude, yeah, one hundred percent. I definitely, I definitely fall in that gap. I mean, I think over time, I think you'll realize that. I'm slowly like it's definitely something I'm working on. I'm working on being, being honest, and I'll get into that too because he talks about having honest confrontation. Being able to have that honest confrontation, people are actually like like you more. Sure. Like I just think when you when you actually sit down and talk to people and you can kind of voice who you are as a person, yeah. I think they have no no other option but to like you more. Unless unless you're like right. I mean them. I mean that also depends on their values, but um you know, he talks about uh, and guys, uh, during this podcast, I'm going to curse a lot because in the book, that's what he curse, uh, he does. He yeah. curses a lot. I mean, it's, it's about not giving a fuck. Yeah. So, um, please don't take it as it, that it's like derogatory or anything towards or malicious, yeah. or malicious. Uh, but he talks about not giving a fuck or giving a fuck about the things that matter. Like you said, exactly. friends, family, but with that, you're going to deal with people that don't agree with you. And that's fine. And um, and there's one thing that I can say but that he says. He says, having that honest confrontation. You are the most confrontational person in my life, but you're my best friend because I appreciate it. And because I'm the, I'm the code. No, he's, he's Moose. No, I mean, he's Moose. Touche. Um, touche. And I, and I thought when he said that, I was like, I was like, I mean, I hate confrontation. Yeah. But because you and I have such a, a deep resonance that – you can tell me, you know how many times you told me and you were disappointing me in the past week? This past week? I don't know, past month. It's up there. Have I really? Once or twice. <laughs> when? Uh, I think, see, I think you put that on yourself. Because, like, the times when we go to the track. Yeah, yeah. And you said that you're not coming. Yeah. And I just say, oh, all right. And then you come anyway. Yeah, because I hear the disappointment in your voice. But that's you putting it on yourself. I'm not disappointed in the slightest. Because because in my mind... You're lying. No, I'm not lying. <laughs> because in my mind, I'm still here. I'm doing what I need to do. I don't care if you're here. I would like you to be here, but I don't care if you're here. Same, th- same thing with, with John or Zach or anybody else. Because I know I, I know it needs to get done, and I will get it done no matter who's there. Yeah. So if you don't want to come... That's that's your prerogative. That's your and, decision. And that but that doesn't right bother there, me. That sentence right there. That does like, not bother me. So, but but that sentence right there is saying, you're okay with not coming to the track. But that's but that's that's, you that's saying, okay with you. That's fine. 
but in my world, it's not okay with me. Okay. I'm going to the track. Okay. So what you're saying is, but I'm not doing this reverse psychology shit. You're I'm not the doing that. Of, this is how what I believe in, and it's okay if you don't believe in that. But just know that I'm bettering myself, and you're gonna go home, and you're gonna probably just sit and play video but games. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's amazing how like that that big story. But just you're developed. putting that your you're putting that in your own mind, and that's the feedback loop from hell. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I I never once ever said the, any of those words. You have said you were disappointed in me though. You said I, it, I have. Uh, last month at least once. Probably. I forget what it was. Probably something stupid. I think you were joking about the track, but I don't think you were joking. You're like, all right, I'm just, I'm, I'm just disappointed. That's all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but no, but having that confrontational, like, yeah, like, I mean, it's not. It's super healthy calm. too. It is for, for you and your friends who agree on everything. It's just, it's not productive, really. It's like, like it's okay to me. have differencing of opinions. Yeah. That's why I like having conversations about different things because you're going to have a different opinion than I will. I don't yeah. like having friends that just say, oh, yes, I agree with you. I agree with you. No, yeah. I don't want that because that's not productive for me. That's not creative for me. Mm. I need to be able to voice my opinions. And if you have different opinion, like you do. I do. Then that's constructive and we can build our relationship on that and even more. One of my favorite things, though, about uh, our communication style is like we can state like oh like i don't agree with that or i don't play but you're never like you're absolutely wrong and that's that's stupid and don't, don't talk to me yeah like it's a, never. it's also a respect thing because an opinion can't be wrong no it's not i possible. can't sit there and say no you're wrong like unless it's a factual thing like the Dodgers are not the best team in the MLB. I mean, they are. <laughs> I mean, te- technically they are. They have the best record, so that's factual. But no, like, you know, I might like a different team, and you can't make me wrong for that because that's yeah. the team I chose to like. Exactly. So You don't watch baseball, though, so it's I don't okay. watch, no. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible. No, but it, I get it. Um, so, yeah, I love I love when he says you can have that healthy, confrontational, um, on, like, the honest conversation. I think you need to have it. Um, Alan, he talks about another another law. Oh, another law. It's not Cole's law. It's is not it? Cole's <laughs> law. <laughs> uh, Alan Watts, uh, the backwards law, uh, and pretty much the idea is the more that you persist on something, the worse that you'll view that something. Example: if you if you're persistent to be happy and you're consistently working to be happy, you're always going to consistently uh, judge yourself on the happiness that you're not. I think when people do that, they, they put this 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 thought in their mind of the threshold that they can go to. So I can get up to a 10 on happiness. Yeah. But for them, they're never going to fully reach that 10. Right. They'll get to like a 9, 9.5, and, and then something will happen. They'll maybe bring them back down a couple notches, and then they'll always chase that 10, which you're probably never going to get to. Right, which you never reach, and then you, you're in this negative and then lifestyle. You, and then you come down yourself. Yeah. And that's going to bring that meter back down. So that's exactly what he means. And he thinks that we should do the opposite. Uh, try to f- focus on the negative things in our lives to make them better. Yeah. And it'll al- allow us to appreciate the, the things that we have as well. It's like, it's like when you have a problem. When you yeah. solve that problem, you feel better. Yeah. So take the, take the negative as a problem. Mm-hmm. You want to fix the problem. You want to fix the negativity. So you find out the solution and you work on it. 
And the more you work on it, the more you'll you'll get, gain practice, more knowledge, and then you can grow from that. And you yeah. and you can grow your happiness like that. But if you're sitting there and you're going, oh, I, I know I've been doing this for the past couple weeks. So this book is actually really uh, helpful in having these conversations. Um, I've been thinking, like, like, I'm not happy recently. I'm not happy. What am I? What? How can I be happy? How can I be? What can I do to get happy? And uh, instead of being that happy, I should. And I used to do this all the time. I used to go, you know what? Being in this negative mindset is okay because I'm going to come out stronger. Sure. And something's going to happen, or I'm going to do something to make me stronger. And but now I've been just re- looking at other people's lives and my life is I'm not happy right now. Yeah. And and that's okay. You don't have to be happy all the time. Right. Shit's going to happen and you're going to react the way you're going to react. Mm-hmm. But knowing you or knowing anybody else, you've been down a sad road before. Yeah. At least once. Everyone has. Yeah. It's how you fight to get back to where you need to be. Right. And I think with you starting to, to, to lift again, starting to get back on a schedule, I think you're going to start seeing yourself be a little more happy. I, I agree I think, with you. I think work is frustrating you a little bit just yeah. because of how it's going. It'll I don't know how the rest of the home life is going. I don't really dive into your home life. I really like don't that. talk about It's weird. I, I, like, separate those things. And he, that he talks about that, too, in the book, about separating ourselves from that. But I separate, like, my work and my, my home. Um from pretty much like people because i think i think you're more happy when you're at work than you are at home that's just the way i see it because there's a lot of negativity in that house yeah then you're not wrong there i know it's there yeah and because i've seen it and Mm -hmm. i'm like i just think Corey just would much rather either be at work or be anywhere else but in that house yeah uh i have yes you're not wrong like there's times where um, back, well, I don't I, it had to have been a year and a half now, when I was in the hospital, before I went in the hospital, I would come here purposely because I didn't want to be home. I never told, I don't think I ever told you that, but there's times where I just came here, I was like, I just didn't want to be home. And this to me was a comfort place. I mean, it's nice down here. <laughs> no, no, like I am, I'm so, like you don't understand. It's because there's a, there's so much negativity surrounding that house. Everybody in it is usually negative or down or whatever. It, it there are times where you can kind of feel it yeah. when you walk in the house. You're yeah. like, okay. Well, <laughs> you can cut. You can cut the. I don't want to say tension because it's not really tension, but you can kind of like you can cut it with a knife. And you I can feel I, it. I question if I've if I'm ever actually like that way because I never like I know what that feels like and I hate it and that's why I was so frustrated last week yeah because i felt like i f- felt like that that makes <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah and that's not fair for everyone else because everyone else should not have to reap what i'm feeling sure like i'm not like life emotions happen it's a matter of how you exemplify that if you if you're negative and mm-hmm. you put that out there and you're making other people negative then th- there's a problem if you're negative and you just kind of keep it to yourself then fine whatever you can get over that yeah but when you start affecting other people is when people don't want to be around you yeah absolutely so for me that's that doesn't bother me because i'm around negativity so much i try not to bring myself down to that level yeah i try to keep at least nowadays i try to keep myself Mm level-headed like before i was a little chapped over stupid shit but 
I'm yeah, you good. were. I'm good to go. You were a little bit. But, I mean... But you got out of it pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. Because I'm, I'm sick and tired of just sitting there in, in negativity. Yeah. yeah. It's just... it's You know what it is? It's mentally draining and exhausting. It is. Like, and- you have to physically, like... It's just so much of a struggle and so exhausting. You, just it's like a chore. You it's don't, like, I don't want to. I don't want to hate somebody. <laughs> it, it takes so much to hate somebody rather than just not not give a fuck. You know what I think it is? It's the fact that you're like, and I think that's the stigma of the first world problems of everyone has to be happy. Yeah. When you're not happy, it is so much more work because you're you feel like you have to hide it. Yeah. You're hiding your negativity away from everyone because you don't want to bring them down. Right. So you're either, A, putting the mask on, you're putting on the brave face. Yeah. But people can see, your friends and your family can see through that shit. Oh, yeah, they can. And it's not even a question. You you can maybe fool strangers, people that you don't know. Yeah. But when it comes to your close friends and family, they'll see right through that shit. And it's even more annoying because you don't want to, like, express it. And they go, what's wrong, man? Yeah. And you're like... Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> just leave me alone. <laughs> just just stop. <laughs> we've been through that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we used to fucking lift and you're like, what's wrong? I'm fine. Uh-huh. Obviously <laughs> not. <laughs> Obviously not. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's in- it's insane. So he talks about kind of circling back to the, the pain of honest confrontation. Avoiding negative. Um, he's pretty much saying... We shouldn't be avoiding negative causes or suffering. We should tackle them head on because that's where, yeah. and you said that uh, pretty much all of this year is. It's going to happen. Break out of the comfort zone. Tackle negative and uh, and controversial things. You might as well. I mean, look, it's not going to go away. It's not. The world, it's a mean and nasty place. Oh, yeah. It is. You get hit seven times, you get up eight. Yeah. That's how it works. If you stay down, then you're gonna stay there. You're just you're 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 choosing to stay down after you get hit. It's your choice to get up and keep going. Yeah. But if you don't, if you're like, no, screw it, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay here. You're gonna lose. Yeah. So it's up to you. And even if somebody comes along and says, Alright man, get up and they, they they pick you up, you still get up. Yeah. You're you're, you're the one still getting up. Yeah, you can you can still lay there. I mean, they could pick you up, and you know they could they. Yeah, we get a Bernie's. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, it's still your choice, and we're always constantly making choices. So, so um, I wrote down here because I took a, a little bit of notes because I wanted a lot of things to talk about because uh, this book means a lot to me right now. Uh, I so he says, don't give a fuck about the pain. Or, like, the, the the adversity. So, I wrote, to me, what that means is creating a different relationship with the pain, right? Because we're already creating, we're already experiencing those emotions before that thing happens. Yeah. Uh, example, you want to go talk to a guy or a girl, and you're thinking about everything that's going to happen, the negative rejection mm-hmm. or what can go wrong. You're already experiencing it. Yeah. Instead of be comfortable, have a, a great, be like, you know what, that's, whatever, exactly. I'll learn. Or it happens and it's like, like, what's, what, you embarrass yourself? Big deal. You embarrass, oh my God. But again, that also goes back to not giving a fuck. Right, and if, if you don't give a about, fuck about the pain and the suffering, then you're, it's you're not going to matter. Exactly, you're fine. And, people are, and I get it, people are like, all right, yeah, but it's not that easy. 
I, you know what? It's actually to me, it's like a snap of the fingers of you. You have a choice of if what you want to engage in. Do you want sure. to engage in that emotional, sympathetic uh, feeling, or do you want to go? That was a just an emotional feeling. Can I move on? What What can I do differently next time to maybe not feel that way? Yeah. You I'll learn go, from it. You yeah. learn from your mistakes. Yeah. You learn from rejection. You you learn from everything that you do in life. It's how you receive it. And it's how you grow from that. If you're like, if you go up to a girl and like, hey, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. And she says no. Okay. You didn't know who she was anyway. Yeah. Who was she to you 10 minutes ago? Yeah. She was nobody. She was a stranger. And exactly. she still is a stranger. Yeah. And what is she going to do? Tell her like, oh, I, somebody asked me out today at work. Is she really? Like, think about that. Ooh. Well, <laughs> you just brained her day, too. Yeah. Now it's her perspective. She wants to go, oh, some guy asked me out at work again. Ugh. Or she can go, wow, I'm actually I'm flattered. Somebody actually had the courage to come up to me and, you know, acknowledge either my beauty, my personality, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, that's their perspective. Have you ever had that before? What? Anyone come up to you? And hit on me? Yeah. Um, Not that I can call. A mom. When I worked at Guess. Whoa. Yeah, weird. Weird? <laughs> weird. Was she milfy? She had a she had a she had a kid. I don't remember. I was oblivious. I was oblivious. I actually had no idea until my manager told me after. He told me uh was she, she smoky? She went up to the register and he was like, Oh, can, can we do anything else for you? And he goes and she said something about me and he <laughs> he looked at her and he goes mm. he goes, You're old enough to be his mom <laughs> 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 oh, uh, he was great. I like. I enjoyed working with him. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, really? Like she? What? what? Yeah, I've never really had that before. I've never had it, man. I've never had that. Not that I know of. I think that's more of a girl going up to a guy. A guy going up to a girl. Yeah. Because I, I, think, so. I think the guy wants to feel more. I I don't know if it's a dominance thing. I think it's. I think well, it's an ego if thing. You, if you talk, if you talk about it now, it's a lot of yeah, mass uh, masculinity. It's, I guess, masculinity, but also because there's a, a lot of this uh, stigma around what it is to be a man and the masculine, like being masculine. Dude, first of all, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's hard to be a man. It's hard to be a, a human being. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because when I think the the, the stigma between like. A girl having, like, a mental illness or deal with mental illness is a lot different than a guy dealing with it. Because society tells you, oh, man up, you're okay. Yeah. Where, as opposed to, if it's a girl, then it's like, not that they get pampered, but they get attention a little bit more. I don't I, think, wanna, I, don't, I think women get more, well, I think it depends, but I think women get a little bit more attention than, than guys do. Oh, Just 100%. In, but the whole mental illness thing, 100%. Yeah. And I think we as a society need to just clean that up a little bit. Yeah, because, again, we're all the same. Like, we're... We're the human race. We're humans. We're all the same. Yes. There's... Look, if somebody has a men... Like, don't look at them as, like, oh, he's a male. He shouldn't have a, a, a mental illness. Or she's a she's a female. Um, you know, it's more... It's more Prevalent. Prevalent, in, in or yeah. they're more it's likely to have... It's just like, she has mental illness? Okay, let's do something. He has a mental illness? Okay, let's do something. Exactly. Like, it, there should be nothing. Th th this whole world, the past couple months, has been 
completely out of control. Yeah, it's in shambles a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, like, people need to realize that everybody on this planet is the same. It's the same thing. Look, we we don't, like, we think, at least for me, I think racism exists because we want it to. There's There's a lot of older, the older generation that grew up kind of with that. Yeah. And I think that they kind of influence some of the younger kids. Mm-hmm. Racism, you're not born with it. No, you're not. You're taught. You were exactly. Taught you're that. taught racism, and when, it exists because we wanted to. Like when you're an infant, you I, th- I said I may have said this before on a you podcast. You don't. You don't see color. You don't. Well, not even that. You don't even. See, you don't know what things are. Exactly. Like if I'm looking at you as a baby, you're just. You're. Have, I'm literally point. just looking at you. Yeah. As whatever, like you just are. You're there. Exactly. That's it. If you were, if you're black, if you were uh, Asian, if you were whatever, whatever like culture you come from, whatever you are, I'm looking at you as if that's you're just that. You're a person, and I'm like, what in my head probably as a baby, I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Like a microphone, a water bottle. Like I don't know what they are exactly. until somebody teaches me. Yeah. And if you're taught, uh, if you're taught to to look at colored people in a, a negative manner. That's what you're going to believe is quote-unquote right, right. Or exactly. your whole life. Yeah. If you believe that doing something wrong is going to get you in trouble, that's what's going to – you're going to live your life in fear of doing things wrong. Yeah. And you're going to be easily manipulated in my opinion. I think, I think as parents and as a society, we fail to educate our, our children yep. that it's okay to be what they want. Exactly. It's to have an identity. Yeah. When people don't have an identity, those are the people like I was saying that just agree with everything. That yeah. don't that don't have opinion, opinions for themselves, who don't speak for themselves. Right. It's yeah. okay to have differencing opinions about stuff. It is. But it's how you do it. It's how you go about it. If you're an asshole, then fine. If you're going to stay true to you and you're an asshole, fine, but again, don't expect people to maybe stick around. Right. There's there's consequences for you being an asshole. Yeah. And uh Again, he talks about that in the book, right? If you give a fuck about your friends and family and you value those people, then you, you might do things that people don't agree with. Yeah. And getting getting over that uncomfortability of not everybody is going to like you for your beliefs and your values can be uncomfortable at first. But for you to look back and say, you know what? I said I was going to be that kind of person and I still am that person. You're probably going to appreciate yourself a lot more. Yeah. At least 100%. my 100%. Because I suffer from that. I'm like, I got to make everybody happy. But at the end, you're not going to make everyone happy. Not. You can do your very best, but at at some point, you got to pump the brakes and like, I need to chill a little bit. I'll, I'll make a lot of people happy, but I think you end up suffering your own happiness. Exactly. You're sacrificing your happiness for others, and you can't do that. You end up doing things that you don't believe in. Yeah. So like, and then you're like, I don't believe in this, but I'm doing it anyway. Just to make this person happy. Exactly. You can't rely on anybody else to make you happy. Right. Ah, here. It says... Being comfortable about being different. Yeah. It's okay to be different. Dude, I can't stress that enough, man. I, I don't I don't want to be a normal person that lives a normal life. Fuck that, man. I'm, I'm no. Like, what society tells you is, oh, you need to get a 9-to-5 job, sit in a cubicle, make money, have a family. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I want to have a family, but I'm going to do it on my terms. Mm-hmm. I don't need society to tell me I need to have a kid by 30. 
I need to have a, a, a I need to be married by 30. Fuck, no way. I can do that shit on my own when I feel it's right. Yeah, and I think uh, that that I think that is definitely a, an our generation thing. People harp on that shit. Like, there's a couple people that I know that harp on that shit way too much. Yeah. Relax. And that's You're, changing. It it is. It is like school is changing. I think honestly, I think high school needs to change. I think well, it is. It I think it needed to change a long time ago. Quick uh, off topic. Yeah. New York okay. officially announced there's no such thing as a snow day. Oh, okay. These poor kids. Yeah. Because everything's virtual. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I mean, there's a lot of benefits and. Sure. But. Uh, we're not going to go into it, but I was like, wow. I can say that I had a snow day as a kid. Fuck you. I mean, <laughs> look, I used to walk to school in the snow all the time. Yeah. I used to wake up at 4.30 in the morning, put on News 12, and wait for my damn school to scroll cr- across the bottom of the screen. And then you go right back to bed when it came across. When, when I saw it was delayed opening, fuck. <laughs> but I went. I went back to sleep. When, yeah. it, was, when it was closed, ah, oh, throw a goddamn party. That's right. <laughs> but there was no. I mean, it was like no going back to sleep. You're like, fuck that. I yeah, gotta make the most of my uh, day. I'm ready. But when it's school, you're like, <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> um. So yeah. But circling back to to being um being comfortable with being different. Um. So the book is called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. But it's like. He's saying give a fuck about things, but don't give a fuck about how people like, react, to, react it. to it. Yeah, um, it's because at that point it's not your problem. Yeah, that's how narr- somebody else feels towards you has no effect on you. Right. It's how y- if you dwell on how they feel, mm-hmm. you're not going to be happy. No, and you're going to maybe resent that person for a little while, even if it's your friend. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Just let that shit go, man. Um. So I have I have a lot of bullets down for for this. Um, this is like the subtleties. Okay. The three subtleties. Shoot them off. Which I missed number three. I didn't hear him say number three. Okay. Um, I also didn't go back, but it said you know being comfortable with being indifferent, and yep. some of the bullets are you know being different means you have to care about something, um, but not care about everything. Sure. Um. Uh, we have and we have a choice to care about things. Yeah. Like so, like when it comes across something that you, you have to choose one or the other. I mean, either way, you're making a choice. Yeah. Make the one that you care about. Exactly. Uh like you have a bottle of green tea here. I have a bottle of water here. I don't give a shit about the green tea. I care more about the water, so I'm going to focus more of my time on the water than I am that shitty green tea honey crap. It's delicious. That's nice. Green tea sucks, but moving on. <laughs> really like green tea <laughs> that's your opinion that, see that's your opinion and i respect it as your friend but um it stinks I mean, I mean, some of these I've, I've said already but like don't care about the adversities yeah um if you don't care about the adversities you'll actually probably end up having a stronger relationship with it sure and you'll you'll you can overcome it yeah it's how adversity. Many t- how many times have you gone through something and then you're like you forget about that you actually did that oh my even like your thoughts yeah like countless that, times that that feedback loop from hell how many times have you done that and you Multiple don't even times. know it. Exactly. Like, it, weeks later, like, I, you won't even remember it happened. Exactly. Um, uh, so save, saving the things you do care about for the bigger things. Like you were saying in the beginning, your friends, your family, yeah. your bit, like, your, your work life. Um, and then lastly is, I mean, a lot of this is just repetitive. Don't run from the adversity. 
like tackle it. You on. might as well. I mean, look, the adversity most likely is not going to go anywhere. So, you, so you might as well, you might as well go after it. Exactly. If you're confident and like you know your insecurities, it's the mindset. Dude, you're 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 If you if you play into the adversity, you're going to lose. Oh yeah. If you're going to fight it, you're going to lose. Yeah. Just go after it. You Just you do can it. do it, man. Yeah. I I swear to God, you can do it. And you'll find out that you can. Yeah. Um. So all it takes is one little victory. That's all it takes. Then you get a little bit of confidence that you can take on the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then you beat that, mm-hmm. and the confidence just keeps growing into something that nothing can stop me. And even if you fail? That's fine. It's not, you're, you're it's gonna, not the end of the world. And you're going to learn from it. You will. You will. And, it, again, it's not the end of the world. Like, you fail, what's the worst thing happening? You feel a little bit of emotions? Sure. Right, as long as somebody doesn't die, I think you're fine. Yeah, I think you're all right. Right? If you, someone doesn't die or you don't go to jail. Yeah. You're okay. You're right. Even if you, you get hurt, hurt someone's a bit. Fe- yeah, you hurt someone's feelings. Fuck that. It doesn't. They again, can fix that too. Again, it doesn't matter. No. If you hurt their feelings, fine. That's their problem. Yeah. Or you take responsibility yeah. and fix it if you're that stressed about it. Sure. So those are the two choices that you can make. Uh, subtlety number two is um, give a fuck about something more than adversity. So this is how you kind of overcome the adversity. Yeah. And I think this is a great time for you to talk about something that you always talk about. I think it's sitting right over here. What, the board? That's right. Are you talking about the bed? The board. What about the board? Why is it that you have the board? I think I've referenced this before on a podcast. Yeah, you have. I have that board there to keep me grounded and to keep myself pushing for something more. The people on that board are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. They have either helped me through a lot of shit, put me through a lot of shit, or I I genuinely enjoy them as a person. And I think that they help me grow as not only a person, a brother, a friend, or a son. It doesn't matter. Those are where your fucks are going. Right there. Those are those people. Anything that's not on that board, I I don't care. So when when you're experiencing some kind of adversity or uncomfortability... And you look at that board. Mm-hmm. Is it bigger than the adversity? Absolutely. It, could, it gets you going. It's yeah. the why. So having some having the why or something to care about that's more than the uncomfortability of the the adversity. I the think of it. I think of adversity as the wall, right? Yeah. I want to go hang out with those people on that board, mm-hmm. right? But the wall of adversity is in front of that. How am I going to get to the people on the other side of that wall? That was the most inspirational analogy I've ever had. I in my can't. Life. I can't. Look, that that adversity wall is going all the way up. Yeah. I can't climb over that. I'm fucking huge. <laughs> I don't have a ladder that big. I can't go around it because it goes on for ever. The only way to go th- is is through it. You got to go through it. Pop on some Celine, dude, and, and just that, and just go full force at that's it. That's right. You moose moose exactly. right through it. Moose. Have you ever seen a moose truck through snow? Of course. Did you see the one that he was running on water? No, I didn't see that one. Oh, my God. All right, well, I know what we're doing after this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's – I want to be – those are the people that I want to surround myself with. And there's going to be walls of adversity that are going to separate me from them. Yeah. But it's up to me to get through that and to get to them and, and to make myself a better person for them and also for myself. Because on that board, I have my name written on it. I wrote my own name and my future on it. Because that board, I don't live just for those people. I live for myself as well. And there's there's nobody that's going to change that. Like we said, people can 
can come off the board, people can be added to the board. Yeah. That's that's on my my watch. Yeah, you choose that. Yeah. <sighs> wow. That uh, that was super impactful. I've never. I'm gonna. St- I'm still. I'm stealing that. I stole it. Steal it. I stole it. Um. So I. I think you should get yourself a board. I have a board. Yeah, but what do you write on it? I haven't wrote on the board in a long time. Well, you use it as a calendar, right? No. Oh, you don't. No. no. Oh, okay. I I used to use the board as uh, as a reminder of what I am and who I am. So do it. I I just haven't done it in a while. So do it. I will. Okay. Well, um. So he talks about kind of how your problems, like the the mind is always going to find a problem. Yeah. Um, So even if you solve one problem, there's going to be another one. Of course there is. And it's about um, finding something that's meaningful in life. Create that, makes that the problem. Yeah. Right. If you you decide that your mind's always going to find a problem, and if your problems are always like, I'm living a shitty life, like that, your mind, that's the problem. You're living a shitty life. And your mind mind is just going to run with it. But if you ask yourself different questions or you you have create a different problem, like mm, how could I make myself look better? Yeah. How could I make myself healthier? Your mind's going to take that problem and uh, and run with it. And it'll find solutions. It's always trying to find solutions. Of course. So when you say, why am I so stupid? Your mind's going to find that, that solution. It's yeah. going to go, this is why you're so stupid. Oh, you didn't graduate college. You didn't graduate whatever. Right. But if you go, how can I get smarter? I can go back to college. You can go back to college. I can read books. I can do more research. Right. And it's amazing how the mind just does that. So to me, that was like, wow, perspective. And everything is at your disposal nowadays. Oh, my God. You want to learn something? YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) Google. YouTube. (laughs) Anything. Oh, man. Or, yeah. And and so, yeah, just like find that meaningful. Create that to be the problem. Um. And he talks about um, maturity. And maturity is choosing the things that we we find that are worthy to care about. Yeah. And we've kind of already talked about what we think is worthy. At least for you. I'm still working on that. My friends are definitely worthy. And that's fine. They are. Um, You got time. Look, we're still young. We are. We're, We're very young. In the grand scheme of things, we're very young. How... When you look in the future, when you look into the future, okay. How old do you see yourself? What do you mean? Like how? Like what's your? When you look into the future, what's the age that you see? Where you're like middle age, probably around probably around forty, fifty. Forty or fifty? Yeah, probably probably more or less forty. That's cool. Why? I was just, I was just wondering because like I feel like nobody actually looks at themselves in the future. They're like. Or like when that, like when they say I'm when I grow old. But what does that mean when you grow old? See, if someone's like, when I grow old, I think of later in life, like seventy, eighty. Yeah. Okay. How do you see yourself? As like forty or older? Seventies. I don't know. I don't really think that far. I don't like to think that far. No. No. <sighs> when I think about that, bro. Because my thing is. I got too much shit to do before that. I don't have time to think yeah, about that. What if you thought with the end in mind? Nah, I'm good. But if you think with the end in mind of of when I'm seventy and eighty, this is <coughs> this is where I want to be. Yeah. This is what I I look like. Yeah. Doesn't that already set the goal of what you have to complete and get done? But I don't know that though. 
Well, you can create that. You can choose I can, that. I can create that image. You can choose that. I can create that. that as many times as possible. Yeah. I could die tomorrow. You could. But if you set a goal for this is what I want to, this is what I'm going to achieve when I'm that age. Sure. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, super, super detailed. I just like, don't want to shit my pants at old age. <laughs> I don't think you're going to. I mean, I got stomach problems. I, don't, I was going to say, never mind. You <laughs> shit your pants now pretty much on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think I think by by seventy eighty I should have most of the things I want to I want accomplished by then. Okay, like forty, like that middle age range. That's when I think, at least for me, my life will be where I n- need it to be. Yeah, where I am successful. Mm. I do have a family, whatever it may be, because that's where I see my life truly truly starting when i think when i'm when i think in the future yeah i'm like 70 i i don't see myself being like this old this old fart and you don't have to be i like i i actually see myself wearing like a like an m&m tracksuit oh my sneakers i'm still going bro that's a baller move dude i'm still going i can see it with the sunglasses dude i can see (laughs) i can see you wearing like a pimp outfit like like having the 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 red and yellow jumpsuit on with the fuzzy hat (laughs) that i could see sunglasses on you'll have a couple kids running around maybe no kids i don't see i don't see kids i see myself kind of being that bougie old guy that lives in by a tennis court no shot but like no kids though Yes. But I'm like this well, I'm this he- decently healthy man. You'll be healthy. I think you'll be healthy. For wealthy. Life. I think I'm. I see myself as wealthy. Sure. Let's go. But for me, like, if I don't see myself as that, you won't be that. I won't be that. If I see myself as this grumpy, negative guy that lives in a in a, in a shitty apartment, you uh, just you just. You just Accurately depicted my dad. <laughs> you just depicted my dad. <laughs> no, this isn't a shitty. This no, is a no, nice, no, this no. is a really nice apartment. Yeah, yeah. But like, if I imagine myself being that, I feel like that's what I'll, that's that's what exactly. I'll become. You need to have that that train of thought that that you can make whatever you dream. You can make it a reality. And I think if you look that into the future, that far in the future, I think you'll set goals to achieve that. You have to fall in love with the process. You have to fall in love with the journey, not the end goal. You cannot do that. And uh, he actually talks about that. Yeah. Um, but let's circle. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Let's circle back to, to subtle, subtlety number, um, again, number three I couldn't find. Okay. Um, but ultimately, guys, for, that, for those, be comfortable with the pain. If you're comfortable with your trauma, you don't understand the power you have. Um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah, it will. And uh, in this book, he he says it's not it's not a book to to make you feel good about yourself. No, it's not a motivational book. It's really not. Um, it's this book is more or less to make you open your eyes and yeah. kind of realize things that maybe you wouldn't really realize. Yeah, uh, he says it, it it teaches us how to 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 lose and let go. You're gonna, dude. You're gonna lose so much in this life. Oh my god! You're dude, gonna lose so much people. Lost. Exactly. You're gonna lose people. You're gonna lose games. You're gonna lose whatever. It's how you grow from that. It's how you react to it. It's all. It's a game. It is. It's a game, dude. It doesn't. You can always reset. 
No matter what. You can. You, you break up with a girl, there's 7 billion people on earth. You're telling me you can't find another girl? Yeah, you don't like how you, you don't like how you were being last week. You can change that. This week you be something different. Press the reset button. And you all you got to do is go to sleep, wake up. Oh, you can do day. it right now. Yeah. I, you can do it right now. I'm not tired right now, but yeah, I could. Well, no, I mean, you don't even need to go to sleep. You can do it right now. Yeah. You can go, you know what? I'm going to be an asshole right now. Mm. I, I'm not, I mean, I'm I not going to do that, but I'm not going to do that either. No. So. I'm enjo- I'm enjoying who I am right now. Yeah. So. I'm getting there. I think you just do it, just pretend like you're already there. Exactly. Because if you're there, you're doing the things that you need to be. You yeah. Need to do. Crazy. Um. So that was actually chapter one. That was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. Should we save chapter two, or do you think we should power through it? We could power through it. If you got notes on it, we could probably hit it real quick. Yeah. Well, chapter two doesn't have as many notes as chapter one did. That's fine. So which is which is which is good. So, chapter two, I really love this. Okay. The Disappointment Panda. <laughs> sounds like something straight out of South Park. It does. And the way he explains it, it sounds like it would come right out of South Park. Yeah. So, he talks about the Disappointed Superhero. Disappointment yeah. Panda Superhero. And it's the superhero that tells us the truths that we need to hear. Sure. And the example he gives is making a lot of money working long hours is not going to make your kids love you. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're going to have to spend time with your kids if you want them to love you. Of course. And that goes back to we're always making choices. Yeah. You have the choice to make a lot of money and for your family to, to live a happy life, but know that you're, might, you might not have a relationship with your kids. You're, you have to make sacrifices. That, that's what yeah. it means. Is you have to make sacrifices. That means you're going to have to put in a lot of hours at the office. Or say, say no, I can't work overtime because... I'm going to spend time with my family. But that's the sacrifice. You're, sac- you're sacrificing your family over maybe a promotion. Yeah. But that's and fine. That's because- th- and that's okay. But that's what life is. You have to you have to learn how to sacrifice things. There's there's so many stories where people lose lose their jobs because they decide their family is first. Again, that goes to priorities. If you if you hold your your family as the highest regard in your mind, you cannot lose. There's right. no way because you will do anything for them. Right. No matter what it takes, you will do everything for them. You will sacrifice everything to make them happy. Right. And if you think that working long hours and making a lot of money is making your family happy, probably not. No. That's that's not the case scenario. Your kids want an hour to work with you. Oh, of course they want to see or their play father. like play with you, not work with you yeah. because you know. I mean, they can work with you too. I mean, if that's a if that's an opportunity where you can balance work, just, just know if I get big on Twitch, right? Mm-hmm. And I bring a, a kid into this world, you best believe I'm gonna whoop his ass. I'll bring him the no, world. No if mind. he if he wants to come to stream, if he wants to come stream with me, that's, that's just fine. that's child cruelty. No, no, it's that's, not. What would that be? No, child what, child cru- abuse? Child cruelty? No. First of all. Would that be a thing? I'm creating words and first of all, it's me teaching them. Teaching them what? That life will beat you down at times. It will. Listen, if I see a kid crying on Twitch because you beat his ass, but if you, I'm gonna donate five hundred dollars. But if you (laughs) practice, but if you practice, maybe eventually you can beat me. Now, don't count on it. Do you think (laughs) that's gonna get in the way of your relationship? Because I, this is something I've actually thought about. No, because I won't. I won't dig into him. Like, he wants to play like Mario Kart or something. You best believe I'm not gonna lose. Right. I ain't gonna let him lose. Uh huh. 
Um, I think there's a lot of learning in losing. I think there's a lot of learning in healthy competition, like you're talking about. Yeah. I I just think there's learning in competition in general, whether you win or lose. I think in life, I think you have to lose. You have to learn how to lose. Yeah, if you don't, you're thrown to the wolves. But then that's up to us as parents to teach them that losing is okay. Yeah. And it's how you you deal with that going forward. You can be mature about it. You can harp on it, which will probably make you even worse. Mm-hmm. But just learning how to grow from that and, and to be a better competitor, I think, can go a long way. Because I, I was thinking about that. Like, if, like, um, mostly dads. Yeah. But, like, when dads have children, like, and, and they don't let them, they don't let them win or, like, they they tell them not so much that they're not good enough, but they're challenging them to to work harder. Exactly, you have you have to. I feel like that's definitely a a challenge of where you you can potentially lose the relationship. I think if I think if the father goes a little too if they cut a little too deep, right, and, and, they, and they they harp on it and they really dig into it, I think then maybe you can you can make the child lose interest in whatever you're doing. Uh, well, even in the, that relationship, and then you lose the relationship, and I think that's where the the downfall kind of starts sure. with children, where like when they don't, when the kids don't respond to their fathers or their parents in a way where it's comfortable for them. As soon as they don't yeah. feel comfortable in in a parent's setting, yeah, your child's gonna be something that you don't want it to be, quote unquote. Yeah, but letting them know that putting them through their own pain and suffering but not like extreme yeah like it's okay to lose yeah you're gonna support him when he loses i mean look not but you're not gonna say hey here's a here's an ice cream cone for losing look i'll gladly lose a battle i ain't gonna lose the war if we're i'm just gonna use maricard as, as an example because it's easy yeah four four races in a circuit yeah i can drop one map i could drop a race but just know Isn't i'm gonna be false a, hope don't you give him false hope why not just? I'm giving him? no, no. I'm giving him confidence. I like that perspective. Okay. I'm, I'm giving him confidence. Okay, giving him confidence. He can use that confidence at a later time. Like, oh, I beat you once. Why can't I beat you again? Mm-hmm. If I keep practicing, I can beat you. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day he can. Chances are he won't because I won't <laughs> let it. I won't let it. Yeah, but what Mario are you talking about? Sixty four. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. You, what do you mean you don't know? I do know. <laughs> That's crazy. Poor, no, healthy competition kid. is, I think. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about your if your kid were to play, like, Little League football, like Pee Wee football, and everyone gets a participation trophy? To me, no. I'm not a fan of participation trophies. I, I think that sends the wrong message. And from my experience, participation trophies are... A way to keep people around. It panders to them. It, yeah. It it makes them feel good about themselves. Which yeah. F- I get that you have to do that as a, as a parent. You have to try to make sure your kid is okay. But that's giving them. That's an empty trophy. That trophy means absolutely nothing. Now, do I, I don't agree. I don't agree with first, second, and third. You don't. No. Okay. I I mean I think they're great. For you know, people to to strive for. Okay. But what I think is better, and a better system, is a competition against yourself. Okay. 
being better than you were last time. So then how how would you kind of indicate that then? So let's uh, let's Because because let's, a kid may not understand that at their young age. They will. Let's let's take football for an example. Okay. Let's do <clears throat> Okay, guys. Um, and you might have to separate it in between the sure. different lines and, and things. Yeah. But let's say defense. Okay. okay? Where who's going to get the most tackles? Who gets the most tackles? In, in Just say defensive lineman. Okay, de- defensive lineman. So, listen, all my little guys here, all my defensive linemen, we're doing a challenge here. Okay? We're going to count up how many tackles you get this game. Okay. Okay, all of you guys. So we have Johnny, Billy, Bobby, John. Okay, John and Johnny are twins. Oh, yeah, yeah. John and Johnny are twins. Yeah, John and Johnny are twins. Very confusing. First of all, don't know why their parents did th- they're, that. First of all, John and Johnny, they're nasty defensive linemen. Okay, John they're, John. Go- they're going one and two in the draft. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so they all get their their numbers. Yeah, right. And you know maybe Johnny gets the highest number. Great job, Johnny. You did really well. Yeah, guys, everyone encouraged Johnny. He he did a great job. But Johnny, you know, make sure you look at these guys, give them the encouragement that they deserve because they worked really hard too. Yeah. Next game comes around. All right, guys. Johnny, this time, last time you got five tackles in the first quarter. Damn. I know, right? Yeah. Your job this game, I know you can do better, and your job is to beat yourself. Okay. Johnny, Billy, Johnny, Johnny. So then, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Okay, so <laughs> with that logic, what happens if he doesn't do that? What if there's too much pressure on him? To beat that, that he plays even worse. Well, what's the difference between that pressure and becoming first place? I think there's more pressure on being first place. But now the pressure isn't, I have to be better than everybody else. The pressure is I have that, to be better than myself. Yeah. But what happens if he just doesn't do it? Th- then he's going to get down on himself. Well, he's going to get down on himself if he doesn't make first place either. True. That's true. So instead of trying to beat everybody else and being down on yourself because... I'm not the best. Yeah. I'm not first. Now it's okay. I didn't beat myself last time. What can I do? And then you can you can learn from that and practice. Right. More. And Johnny, it's okay that you didn't get the five that you got last time. Yeah. You got you got four. You got four. So four is still better than half the team. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean. And it's not like it's still not a competition of Johnny. You you got t- five tackles and Billy got. It's still, it's like... Billy stinks. Right, and it's like, <laughs> and instead it's it's now it's team. It's like, okay, Johnny, you got five tackles last time. Yeah. Billy only got three. I told you he's bad. It's not about, now it's, it's not now, it's not about Johnny's beating Billy. It's work together. How can Johnny teach Billy to be, beat himself? Exactly. How can I teach you to be better than yep. yourself? So, I think first, second in place is, is, is bogus. I think it's great because it, it it had that competition of you have to be the best and always work your hardest. Yeah. But it teaches you to be better than everybody else. Sure. And it doesn't teach you about yourself. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, it could be. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um. So a little bit off topic there. Um. All I know is that I'm drafting Johnny first overall. Johnny. That's five my tackles guy. first quarter. That's my guy. <sighs> Sounds like a little mini me out there. I well, was. <laughs> you were nasty, dude. I don't know. I've never but, seen. Like, show me, show me the clips. I think I've taped somewhere. I'll, I I want to see them. But like, kind of, what you? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go into that. So I, f- I felt more of a proudness to myself when I wrestled, other than 
when I played like a team sport. Well, because wrestling, it's a one on one. Exactly. It's one on one. And I did what it's I needed to do thing. to practice. Right. And I was nasty. You're at that practicing time. to be better than you were last time. Yeah, until I got choked down, that was it for me. Well, you're not supposed to choke. Well, the, this kid choked me. Yeah. <laughs> he was over dust You choked? Oh, dude. I'll... You choked? Oh. He choked it. He. No, no he <laughs> choked me. <laughs> this dude. I. I'm not gonna get into this because it's just gonna make me upset. Oh, I dude, I remember dude, my throughout my whole wrestling career, I didn't win one match. Oh well, you, first of all, if you would have saw me, you would have lost. I didn't win one match. Really? Yeah, because I always went for the pin. Oh. If I played the point game, you should have. I would have been. I would have won almost all of my matches. The problem was when I played the. I was so light. I'm a tiny guy. Yeah. Anytime I tried to play the pin game, it was easy to. Flip me like a pancake. Yeah. And that was it. And I lost. And that's where I lost. I remember I was in districts. This tall, this kid had to be six foot. Jesus. Okay, maybe. All right. It just felt like that. <laughs> right? It felt like he was six foot. He was probably only like 5'5", five, five, yeah. and I was I was still in that 4'11 range. I mean, you're still there now, but okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> and I remember I was playing. I was I would take him down and get back up. Take yeah. Down, and then I got cocky. See? I was up. I was up a lot of points. And, but he was just too tall and lengthy, and he just <laughs> flipped me over like a pancake. That yeah, was it. You're gone. Gonzo. But, th- yeah, wrestling teaches you to have self-confidence. And it teaches you and to self-discipline, actually, too. And it, and it helps you deal with your emotions because it's amazing. Dude, do you know how, how many grown men I've seen cry Yeah. from a one-on-one competition? Yeah. And, you know, people, like, look at you like, oh, why is he crying? There's a lot of pressure. It's you, pressure. It's all the time that you put into it. Yep. And all the sacrifice you made to get to that point. How do you think a fighter feels going into the UFC, training for four or five months, and and getting punched one time and getting knocked out? Like, versus when you're on a team, it may not necessarily be your fault. You know, Brady got sacked, fumbled the ball. Because he stinks. It, it wasn't. It wasn't my fault. I'm a wide receiver. Yeah. Like, I had nothing to do with that. I had nothing. Like, but when you're... There, there's less pressure on you that way. Right. That's where the pressure is spread out evenly, where just a singles competition, it's all on you. Yeah. So... You're in the, you're in the light. Yeah. And, dude, I remember they used to do that shit. They used to take the one gym light, and they would turn just the one on. Oh, damn. Right on the mat. And it's just you, everybody's watching. Man, that's some psychological... If you want me to be honest, I really don't remember losing a lot. I lo- I do I know I lost every I think maybe I won one. That that one where the kid choked me and that was my last match was the only loss that I really remember. Yeah. I just don't remember losing. I I remember losing all the time. <laughs> We're just different breeds that's why. I, I always lost I mean I was I wasn't good at wrestling. Did you like doing it? I did it. I I think I did it because no, I think because my brother did it, and because I was always chasing being better than him. You're in, you're living in the shadow. He was always better than me in yeah. everything. L- literally, ev- like every sports related thing, he was always better than me. And in my head, I was always like, I'm gonna be better than him one day. You compared yourself to him. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. And uh, do you still do that now? No. Uh I, I do, and I catch myself doing it, but it's in a negative manner. I try to separate myself and not do that anymore. I do that all the time with my brother, too. So. I, I compare myself to my brother all the time. Yeah. 
Which isn't good, but I mean, I've dude, I've been, I've always been jealous of my brother. Oh, I, always. I don't want to say I'm jealous of my brother. I just feel like. Well, I always envied. I always envied because he was always good at everything. Yeah, I just. I'm not jealous of my brother. I'm just. I don't. I don't know what the word is. Like I'm just. Just. I. I don't know. I. I don't know the word. Mm. But jealousy is not the word. Yeah. I'm just not. I don't want to say as respected as my brother. Mm-hmm. I just. I'm. I'm just different than my brother. In, right. in in every sense of the word, I'm just different. So, so all right. Well, we got off a uh, uh, topic a little bit, but I think that was a uh, very good conversation. Yeah, very very good conversation. Um, so let's circle back. So we talked about the disappointment panda, talking about the real the the superhero, yeah. telling us the real truths. Um, and some like so, and he says like if you're asking yourself if um, you're confident, chances are you're probably not. Yeah. If you're asking yourself uh, if you look good, I mean, I mean that's subjective. That's an opinionated. Sure. I think everyone looks at people differently. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just when you ask yourself those questions, really think about them and be like, probably true, but also have a little bit of of a gentleness on yourself. Sure. Right. Look, you don't need to come down on yourself so no, hard. No. No. Shit's gonna happen. Right. You can get through it. Um. So he talks about a character. That most of you probably know. Okay. I didn't know who it was until he said it. SpongeBob? Not SpongeBob. Damn. Buddha. Buddha. Buddha Buddha. Oh. Um and he talks about his philosophy. Now I didn't know this because I probably didn't pay attention to history. Or just to They don't I, teach that in history. Okay, well I just didn't I didn't know this as as of who he was. But Buddha was a prince. Okay. And his father wanted to give him everything. To live a very happy, fulfilled kind of lifestyle. Yeah. And because, but because Buddha never worked for anything in his life, he never understood what it meant to work for something and earn it. Yeah. Um, so one day he's just feeling like uh, an angst teenager, bratty little teenager, um, that's handed everything and says he's going to sneak out of the, the castle, the kingdom. Sure. So he sneaks out and he goes into down to find what poverty and suffering looks like and he's in he's in awe to see what what's happening outside of the kingdom yeah so he comes home and as he quote unquote says after seeing what he saw he goes a little bit emo <laughs> and uh, just like his his father has a grand idea of what he wants to do he decides to put himself through suffering he decides that he's going to run away from the from the kingdom and he's going to live in poverty on the streets begging for food and he found out that that because he didn't live that lifestyle he wanted to see what it was like and see if that's what would help him feel fulfilled and he lived that 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 lifestyle suffered and realized that this was not all it worked up to be and then you know sits there and wonders okay well you know what this didn't work do you guys want to say yeah no 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 no, no, i'm good so after so after he goes through suffering, so he lived both sides of life. He lived the, I've earned, I didn't have to work for anything. Everything was handed to me. And then he w- lived in a, a suffering life where he had to work and beg for food. Yeah. And he comes to the conclusion that neither of those lives were great. No. So neither more. And he sat on the tree for 49 days, for whatever that is. And then he comes to the conclusion that it doesn't matter if you live a 
amazing life where things are handed to you, you you live very well, or if you live a suffering life, yeah. you're always going to experience problem. Yeah. And if we can learn to let go of that problem and understanding that problem is always going to be there, then we can live more of a fulfilling life. Yeah. And look, if you're like a new parent, don't hand your kids everything. It's not... No. Because they're not going to learn anything. Teach them to work for it. And that and that also goes back to th- the whole losing thing. Yeah. You have to you have to learn how to lose in order to win. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Because you're not going to win at every single thing that you do in life. No. Just like you're not going to be handed everything in life. And you and need to learn how to take that, grow from that, and then teach that to the younger generation. And I promise you. Working in the field that I work in, I see it often. Parents are so attached to their children liking them, which Mm -hmm. is fine. I understand. Like, you love your child. You want them to love you back. But if you love your child, teach them to work for something. Exactly. They will appreciate you so much more later in life knowing that you taught them. But explain to them. Don't just go... Don't just go, you know, you got to work for your chores. Yeah. Let them know, hey, Johnny. Going back to Johnny again. Yeah, yeah well, Johnny's just an, an, a name that I always okay. use. Johnny Karate. Okay. So Johnny, you, we're going to give you chores to do. You have to, if you want to earn your allowance, those chores need to be done by the end of the week. If they're not done by the end of the week, you don't get your, your allowance. Yeah. They'll appreciate doing their chores knowing that they did it by themselves. Then you're just handing them ten dollars. Exactly, because again, if you're just handing them ten dollars, they're not learning anything. They don't care. They they're, don't care. They're not learning discipline. They're not learning a routine. They're not ruin. They're not learning any of it's that. Stop their money either. Exactly. As for they work for it, now they they're like, this is my ten dollars. What am I going to spend on it? Exactly. Versus mom gave me ten dollars. I don't care. She'll just give me another ten later. Yeah. But now it's like I got to work for my ten dollars. I pro- and if you explain to them in a, in a, a structural way. And they'll start to understand a little bit more. I think as a parent, I think there's certain extent that you could be your child's friend. Yeah. But at the same, a parent comes before a friend. It does. It does. You have to be the parent first before the friend. Yeah. That's just you're, you're teaching them how to, to, to live their life. Exactly. If you teach them that people are going to hand them $10 bills. Then that's what they're they, going to expect. Yeah. Or like they're just going to get a $10 bill when they get upset or they're going to get ice cream. Yeah. That's not the case and you know it. And that's the disappointment panda comes in and says, your children will not learn how to earn things. If you keep handing it. Yeah. And if you're already living that life and if there are any parents listening, if you're already living that lifestyle where, you know, you acknowledge that you do give your kids a lot, understand that if you want to step back, you have to change who you are as a parent and understand that when you start seeing your child go through the negative emotions and the hurt of mom why aren't you doing this is weird yeah know that your child is capable of of dealing with their emotions yeah and you can support them through it yeah and what i mean by support is not sitting there going oh it's okay it's okay here here here's this here's this it's you what, want this? Yeah. Like, you're feeling you're this way. Yeah. You're feeling this way. That's okay. What do you want to do about it? What, did, what would be your solution, Johnny? Yeah. 
Mom, I really just want to go for a walk. I'll okay. go for a walk with you. Yeah. I don't want you to come. Okay. I'm fine. That's fine. I'll I mean, be here when you get back. I know mean, that. I mean, if little Johnny's like 10, I'm not going to Well, little Johnny's little 10. Okay, go ahead. Go walk, around, go walk around the backyard. I'll let you have your space. Yeah. I am here. And well, I am here back, when you come we're back. Gonna talk. And well, not even that you need to talk. If you, if you don't want to talk about it, I'm here. Let them know that you're there for them and you're still going to support them, but they're going to work through their own problems. Yeah. And you're going to support them on their decisions. If they say, Mom, you know what? I really want to just. I really just want to, I don't know, do something maybe that's not healthy for them, but True. that's not going to harm themselves. Let them experience it. Let them fail. And then when they come back for a solution, you help them. You support them. Sure. But you don't hand them the solution. No. You can give them, I mean, you could always support you, them yeah, in you the right direction. Exactly. You provide options. Yeah. Do you want to go for a walk or do you want to go work out? Well, I'm throwing things. Yeah. <laughs> Right, all those are both healthy solutions. Exactly, and by giving them the choice, gives them power as well. I think that's another thing that people kind of struggle with is just making a choice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they they handcuff themselves so much that you're like, they kind of just sit in contentment. I'm like, why do you want to be content with what you're doing? Yeah, you're not doing anything different. You're not. You're, you're sitting behind a computer screen. You're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. You're you're living a life that you don't want to live. Yeah. So wh why? Make the choice. Do you want to? You want a new job? Choose. Go make the choice to make a new job to get a new job. Well, it's it's the fear that that they're not gonna. And it's the fear that they they can't do any better than what they are. But again, again, that that comes down to the person. Fear is the best motivation that you could possibly have in this world. You're scared to do something, so fucking do it. Yeah. Do it. Punch that fear in the fucking face. Yeah, well, and when well, when you take action, immediate action, right? Like I want to start writing a let's just pretend I want to start writing a book. I thought you were going to spring some shit on me. <laughs> well, <I'm> like, okay. <laughs> if I want to start writing a book, yeah. And I I'm scared of writing and people judging my writing. You'll never write. Chances are you'll never write. But as soon as I pick up the pen and just start writing words, I've already started. I'm here. You might as well. Might as well. I as soon as I public like start, maybe I, I put turn it into the book yeah. and I publish it. As soon as I click that send button, I'm in it now. The, now there's nothing you can do, right? So if you immediately start something, you do it because then you're gonna you're gonna continue doing it. Exactly. You might as well. Like if you're gonna invest, as soon as you put money in something to invest, you're like, well, shit. Well, my money's in there. I yeah. I want to make sure that money's not gonna go anywhere negative. Yeah. I got to stay on top of it. Exactly. But then you have the choice. You don't want to do it anymore. Then that's fine. Stop. But know that you. Yeah. You, I, you did it. Yeah. I I don't know. I for me, if I start something, I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. And some people aren't like that, and that's fine, because that doesn't affect me in the slightest. No, it doesn't. All right. So, disappointment panda. I think that was a really good one. Yeah, it was. Um, and then we went into to Buddha knowing that suffering is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. You're going to suffer thinking about writing the book because you're not doing it. And you're going to suffer because people may tear you apart. Exactly. Find the suffer that's going to be the, the good problem. Yeah. Right. The good problem is you have your book out there and maybe you're getting five bucks a month. Hey, look, problems that's aren't, not all, a lot. Problems aren't, aren't always all bad, man. No, they're not. So, I mean, again, and that also goes, goes to show like also 
when you're doing stuff, don't play the victim card. I hate one of my I hate victimizing. When people victimize themselves, I I know I, I've done I, it. I know I've done it. I know I've done, I do my absolute best to not victimize victimize myself because there's always a responsibility error where I could have done better. Yeah. So like when people ask me when I'm mad or upset and it has to do with somebody else and I say I didn't communicate with somebody and I'm feeling frustrated about it and they're like, well, what do you mean? And then I tell them this person didn't do this and they feel sympathy. I'm like, no. Where's my response? Don't I'm responsible for how I'm yeah, feeling right now. You can't put that blame on anybody else. No, absolutely it, not. You can't say I'm not where I want to be because of him or her. It's because of me. It is. I I control everything. Yep. If well, if you don't want to do podcasts with me, fine. I'll mm-hmm. do it myself. Yeah. Exactly. That's not on you. That's on me. So, so. yeah, victimizing. He t- he talks about that people people who victimize themselves. Um, did he talk about he talked about it in chapter two, right? Yeah. Um. We'll get it. Let, let's just kind of roll through here. Um, so getting past Buddha, pretty much the, the hardest truths in life's life are sometimes the, the, the things we need to hear. Absolutely. Um, or sorry, the greatest truths in lives are the hardest things to hear. Yeah. Suffering period suffering. It's a biological thing. Our brains were programmed to keep us safe. And Mike's Mike talked about that in yep. the last podcast. Um, our brain wants us to survive. That's the only function of the brain. Yeah. It's to keep you alive and to keep you safe. Yep. So understanding that you're going to feel emotions. Yeah. Emotions mean, pretty much mean to, you. something needs to change. You yeah. need to move out or away or you need to come back to. Those are emotions. But also, don't rely on your emotions emotions no don't react emotionally you can't because if you're if you're having the best day you've ever had and you make a promise to somebody that oh i'm gonna gonna i'm gonna move with you i'm gonna move stuff with you but when the day comes and you're not on that high anymore and you decide not to do it it's like ah well now i now i have to do it because i promised this person yeah, right. Exactly. So, and I, I'm, I'm a full victim of that. I'm a full victim. Where I get, I get like super excited and enthusiastic. It's, hold on, let me. I got cotton mouth right now. Yeah. I'm talking so long. Enthusiastic. I get so enthusiastic about something, and then a week later, I'm like, I really don't want to do that. Why did I agree to that? Yeah. And that's my body going like, you're comfortable. You don't need to leave the house. Something might happen or like, and it's not okay. No. Look, things happen when you leave the house. I know you said that's, I'm going to get a shirt. Okay. That's right. It's going to say moose. Yeah. Things happen when you leave the house. And look, I don't really, I mean, I kind of follow through with that sometimes. For me, I've been, I've been push. I have been pushing myself. I've been really feeling low, not wanting to do things. Yeah. And it's strange because like. I'm like sleep deprived over here because I've been doing a lot of things. Well, you're also playing Path of Exile forever. Yeah, th- that is true. So, I mean, that is that is true. But for, <clears throat> I'll explain that in a second. Okay. But like last week, didn't want to do the pod. You knew that. Yeah. 
This week I was a little... Uh, I didn't think we were going to do it today. I knew you thought that. And in my head I was going... This is an obligation now. Yeah. Like this we, is... A, we made the commitment to do it. Yes. And so. if I sit here and don't do it... I'm going to feel even worse... Yep. Than if I do. And, and I took an hour... I, I stepped off of the video games because mm-hmm. we were playing. I was playing like all day. Yeah. I stepped back. I went upstairs. I was, was going to take a nap. I knew you were because I was. I was I'm a like, tired. I'm like, oh no. No, no. I would. I was. I was. Gonna, I was going to take a nap, and then I was like, well, I wasn't feeling as tired as I was when I got off. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Well, let me just refresh myself on 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 the, the first chapter. Yeah. So I listened to the first chapter because uh, I actually thought we were only going to do the first chapter. Okay. Uh, so, well, we, <laughs> um, well, here we are. So, so, and then, and then, when I got here, I got, I got motivated. I got motivated, so I, I started writing things down. Yeah. And then <clears> I was <throat> like, but I live so much behind of I'm gonna. Do, I say things that I'm gonna do, and then I don't do them. And that's one of actually my biggest downfalls. Where like that's where I feel the worst about myself. Yeah. All I, I just got to do it. Just do it. And I'm here now, and I'm like, wow, you know what? I'm actually ec- ecstatic that we did this. Yeah. So. <laughs> there goes my voice. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I, <laughs> so, but, and and it's so cliche where it's like, you don't want to go hang out with friends. But like, you have that, that small conversation. Sure. You're like, oh, you know what? I want to stay home. I want to just continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And then all, like, you have that conversation. <clears throat> I know I'm going to have fun once I get there. Just pick yourself up and go yeah. do it. Or like, you know, I'll go. I'll only stay for like a half an hour. And then you end up being the last one that leaves. Exactly. It's just with anything, though. Yeah. If you're unmotivated to do something, like working out, the best time to work out is when you don't want to work out. Yep. When you don't want to run. Like, how you used to call me all happy, ready to go. I'm like, I don't want to go. You know what? I'll do it anyway. Who cares? And then I felt great after doing it. Yeah. It's like that. Just just do it. Just do it. You're always you're there, and that that problem will always be there because your brain is programmed to do that. For exactly. You. <clears throat> um. So he ta- he talks about having our emotions. So we're not gonna always feel. Yeah. The same, like how I feel today, I'm not gonna like ten minutes from now. I'm gonna feel probably different. Yeah. Twenty minutes from my emotions are gonna be different, and sometimes it's a problem though. Because, well, one, our problems don't go away. Doesn't matter how we feel. Yeah. Right. We just have a different perspective on on that exactly. problem. You could solve one problem, but ten more problems can arise from that. Yeah. And the when you solve, yeah, when you solve one problem, it's you take it as a little victory. Yeah. And you gain that confidence, and then you tackle the next problem. When you beat that problem, you gain more confidence. Mm-hmm. But um, the problems will never stop coming. No, they won't. They they will always be there. Yeah, the solution. Uh, what does he say? Uh, the solution to one problem is the problem to another, or something. Is the is the is the problem for another? Yeah, something like so that. So it's like, and uh, the analogy he gives is is um, Warren Buff- Buffett has money problems. Yeah, and the the what do you say? The drug addict living on the street has money problems too. Yeah, something. Warren like that. Buffett just has good money problems. Yeah. The other one has no money. Right, and uh, some people can be like, "What do you What do you mean, Warren Buffett has money problems?" More people, more money, more problems. Right, his his money problems is exactly. He's, it, it, he's, yeah, like he's his dis- lifestyle. His lifestyle is uh, more expensive than that. He's, he's got to do got more people in his life. Taxes exactly. 
de- dealing with because he's making that money. He didn't make that money just by working by himself. Yeah. That comes from people. He has to manage people. His money problem, now there's other people taking care of his money. Yep. He's got the money that those are the problems he's got. Yeah. Which is a good problem because he's got enough money. To go around. To, to deal with that money problem versus the guy on the street. His money problems is, uh, when am I going to get my next I got, paycheck? I got, I got no money. I got mo- Yeah, I got no money. <laughs> so uh, wish for a life that's full of good problems. Yeah. Find the problems that you enjoy. Um, and so we'll, we'll try to power through these last three. A lot of them are kind of just um, smaller uh, smaller things with a lot of a lot of bullet points. Uh, happiness comes from solving problems. So kind of leading in from what we said. Um, so happiness is a consistent work in progress. You yeah. say that all the time. It is. And it's so true. I think you can feel bouts of happiness. I think you do. Oh, yeah. I, to, to achieve ultimate happiness, I don't know if that's possible. That's not healthy. You know what they call that? You're striving for something that doesn't really exist. They call that being manic. It's a psychological problem where you're always happy all the time. That would met that messes up your sleep schedule. If you're consistently happy, the dopamine in your brain is just going nonstop, and you're not, you're not tired because you feel so good. So you think you don't need to sleep, but uh, that's a psychological problem. That's a real mental illness. Being manic. It's actually uh, uh, bipolar disorder. Um, but solution to problems equals being happy. It does. So if you can find a problem that you're you love to solve, maybe it could be being healthy. How, sure. how can I be healthy? Consistently striving to be healthy, that's going to be a problem solved. Exactly. Um, denial. Distracting themselves from life. Yep. And we talked about blaming. Other people. Vi- yeah, victimizing yourself. Don't blame other people. That's not going to solve your problems. No. If anything, it's going to make it worse. No, yeah, exactly. You're making an excuse for something that doesn't exist. <laughs> Next one. Oh, God. Emotions are overrated. Do you agree? Um, I don't think emotions are necessarily overrated. I think you need emotion to live. I think sometimes people may feed into that a little too much, and they can cause themselves to go a little crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think emotions are there to keep you humanized and to kind of guide you a little bit. This one I'm a little controversial with a little bit recently. Okay. I've been doing a lot of research in... Uh, um, um, okay, hold on. I'll, I'll get to the word. Okay. Um, why can't I think of the word? I don't know. I'm... All right, what do you got up there? All right. I, well, I, I have a quote that I was going to end with. Okay. Oh, so, so you want to end with that? Yeah, we'll, we'll end with that quote. That I okay. Read. Okay. Well, I've been, I've been reading in on a lot of uh, philosophies. That's what it is. I don't okay. know why I couldn't... I was going to say physiologies, but that's not correct. Um, and a lot of the... Philosophers talk about how motions are kind of re- like irrelevant, and that again that we're always going to ex- motions are there. Yeah, they're just there, but that doesn't mean that they have like they're going to change. Of course. So like again, like if I didn't want to do this podcast, I can still do this podcast, feeling whatever I'm feeling. I can feel angry, sad, yeah. upset, happy. But it's not really stopping me from doing the podcast. Yeah, no. I'm going to just do it in a different manner, probably. Exactly. Um, so, 
do I think emotions are relevant? Not really. I think you can kind of... I think you could subside emotions and put them to the side. I think you can, too. I definitely think you can. And some people... And, well, it's very stoic. Some people can act off emotion. Emotion can kind of maybe push somebody. Yeah. But, again, it can also kind of tear someone down, though. Of course. So that that's why, like... I don't think emotions are overrated. I think they're... I think they're rated perfectly. I think... I think they're overrated, at least now, in the Western culture. Okay. I think we... I think... In our society, in the United States, or just the Western culture, uh, I think it, we feel that our emotions are the above all. We have our heart and mind, and I think now, I think a lot of time we go with our gut slash emotion versus thinking logically about the emotion. Okay. Stepping back and going, okay, I'm feeling mad, feeling happy. What sprung the happiness? What sprung the sadness? Yeah. Is this a relevant emotion? So being able to evaluate and actually think about the emotion versus just going, I feel this way, and then going, boom, 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 that's how I feel. There's a difference between acting with emotion and kind of stepping back and realizing the emotion and kind of figuring it out and where to go and how to react to it. Right. And But also sometimes emotions come from outside Sources, things. yeah, absolutely. So if you can sit there and go, this emotion came from because I looked at my bank account and it had $500, should I really be happy for that? Yeah. Yes, because I worked 60 hours last week and that was an extra bonus. There you go. No, because that was just... It's $500, it's not really a lot. Or no, if it's $500 I didn't work for, I borrowed it from my dad. Yeah. So should I be should I be happy about that? Um and it's external. External. What yeah. about me just being happy because I'm happy, not because this came into my life, that came into my life. So this one's controversial. Controversial. Um, but it says it, he kind of talks about emotions. Kind of mean we need to change or do something. We kind of yeah. talked about. So negative to me landed for negative equals change something. Um, as for a positive is you did, you found a solution to a problem. That means whatever you did, probably continue doing that. But also know that the problem is, is if we continue doing those things, our body get used to that th- doing those things. Yeah. Like that feeling of w- <clears throat> when we wear clothing, mm-hmm. uh, or like when you first put a sweatshirt on. Yeah. You feel cozy. It's like oh, I'm finally you know I'm getting cold and getting warm. Um, and then your body regulates itself, and then you don't appreciate that comfiness. Yeah, and then you're sweating. Uh, yeah, or so yeah. So then, but if you stop and go, remind yourself. I'm wearing this sweatshirt. It's cozy. Yeah. That dopamine is going to... Exactly. Do versus going, striving for to find that next dopamine high. Yeah. Um, but that's just being mindful, being present. Uh, question your emotions. Hey, man, question it. Question it. Why do I feel this way? Why? How did this happen? Yeah. And what do I... Well, what can I do to get out of this emotion? Or, yeah, what can I do to feel this way? Exactly. Or... Or... I am feeling this way. Yeah. And that's it. Right? So emotions are, are good guidance through life. They guide us through our lives, sure. I think. Um, we shouldn't react emotionally. And sometimes we should question our emotions. Yeah. Uh, if they're, if it, it's a valid emotion um, or if it's just putting us uncomfortable. Uh, look, it, it's – have conversations with yourself. Yeah. 
You can do that. That's a thing. Nobody else has to know. Do you do that? Of course. I, I said on here day. the other day that I do. Every, like, almost every decision. Do I want to have this? Do I want to have You're this? You're always talking to yourself. Of course. He talks about that later on in the book. You're always having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. You can disagree with yourself. For oh, I do, dude, I all the time. I play myself in the shower all the time. Do you? Yeah, man. Oh, man, I dance in the shower. Oh, no, I don't do that. No, <laughs> uh, uh, no I, don't, I don't do that. Yes, you do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I know s- you do. <laughs> Bro, if nobody's home, I'm singing, too. I mean... I'm a singer in the shower. I uh, Sometimes. If I have a song stuck in my head, like, Scooby-Doo. What's there, Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's it. End yeah, of the night. It's over. Oh, man. <laughs> Have the conversation with yourself. It's okay. It, it is okay, and um, but don't re- don't repre- repress your emotions. Yeah, I want to say that. that's right. Don't do that. Yeah, that, that's not because then it actually builds. Yeah, and then it'll turn into something ugly. I think. Uh, and like we said, emotions don't lo- last long. No. And to 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 kind of sum up this chapter, it's pretty much. Choose your struggle. People ask themselves, "What what do you want to be?" And you say, "I want to be have a happy life, friends, family, yeah. kids." But he really makes a good point, and he says, "Ask yourself, what pain do you want to endure in your life?" Exactly. What, what, pain what are, are you willing, willing to fight for? Yeah, essentially. And he talks about processes, loving the process of things. You have to. Because, if you're cheesy, yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say if you're, if you see yourself as, I don't know, say, an astronaut, right? Your your end goal may be, I want to go to the moon. Yeah. You realize that you have to work up for that. You I've, have to work yeah. up to that. Yeah. And you need to, for the most part, you need to enjoy the process. Yes. Because if you don't enjoy the process, you're not gonna be happy. No, you're not. And that's you have to enjoy the journey. Before you can enjoy, if you the end enjoy, goal. if you enjoy the journey, then the end goal is is so much more better. The en- so much well, better. the end goal. It's not the end goal that you're striving for. No, most people are striving for the end goal. Don't strive for that. Why? You, you're essentially capping yourself off at that point. Yeah, don't do that. And that's why, like, and I had a, a quick uh, like a switch when I was working out when when the quarantine was happening. Yeah, I had a different relationship with working out. I didn't. I wasn't enjoying the end goal of me working out. I was actually thoroughly enjoying the workout itself. Yeah. Which created the end goal. Exactly. So you asked me the the one night, and you were like, "Are you are you gonna start streaming again?" I was like, "I don't know. I really don't like the process. I don't really like having to post on social media. I don't want to have to clip my videos and put them on a so and social. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I'll pop on the stream, but I'm not looking." To make a whole process out of it. Sure. It's something you like to do. Yeah. It's not the end goal. No. It's not. You don't hold that to as high as a regard as you do the dojo. No. Where where you'll you'll go the extra mile to to do stuff for the dojo, but you won't do it for streaming. And that's fine. Yeah. Because that's you prioritizing the dojo is more important than the streaming. Right. And that's perfectly fine. And for me to admit that... And he says some people might think that I'm giving up. It's not. No, it's just something I didn't really want. Yeah. If I really wanted it and I enjoyed the process of streaming, cutting clips, putting them on Facebook, putting them on all of this, 
I would be doing it. Exactly. But I don't like doing that stuff. Probably because I'm uneducated and I don't know the process. Yeah. But it's just a lot of work right now, and I don't want that. I'll pop the stream on. People come in. That's great. Yeah. I'm not expecting my stream to be at 100 or 200 followers. Exactly. If I get one person one night, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm living. I'm like, that's great. Yep. But that's because I enjoy the conversation with people. Exactly. That's different than the process. Yeah. Um. So just accept, just accept the processes that you enjoy. Yeah. And don't strive for the end goal. Look for the problems that you are willing to endure. Exactly. Be the best person you can be. You can. That's that's, and supporting. I'm super supportive. I think. Yeah. That I hold myself high to that value. Yeah. I'll always support people. Absolutely. And even if it's a decision I don't agree with, but you're making that decision, that means a lot more to you. Yeah. So, we're here. We're it, here it's like you. You made a decision. I don't have to agree with it, but I have to respect it. Yeah. Because, look, you could you do whatever you want in this life. Absolutely. And I'm not going to agree with everything that you do. No, but, you're not. But as your friend, I'm going to respect that. Right. I'm not going to sit here and ridicule, ridicule you for being wrong mm-hmm. or the things that you're doing. Because in your mind, what you're doing is right. And what in my mind, what I think you're doing is wrong. Right. That doesn't work. No, I can't sit there and tell you you're wrong. As your friend, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna support you and what you're gonna do, mm-hmm. whether I agree or not. All right, I think, uh, I think that's more than enough. Okay, yeah, yeah. We, we do try to keep them under an hour. This one, I know when. No, this was not an hour. Uh, no, I know. We're pushing two hours. I know. Now. We we try to keep under the hour for you guys, but yeah. this one. Uh, I think these I are gonna think, be longer. I didn't I think we realized. Longer how much content was in yeah. what we thought. So I thought this was going to be a little bit of a struggle this episode. Yeah, you did? Yeah. I Because when I listened to it last night, because I listened to the f- chapter one last night and chapter two when you got here. Yeah. I don't know, man. I felt like everything just kind of went out the window. Well, I think because you're the, the mindset. I think maybe I was just a little di- overwhelmed. Maybe you're not, you don't enjoy the process. Maybe not. Maybe not, but... But again, I'm I'm willing to try it, which is that I'm I willing appreciate. to give it a, sh- a try because it's something that you want to do, mm. and I think it's something that our listeners will enjoy. I hope so. So and I'm willing to make the sacrifice. I don't mind sacrificing an hour of my time to listen to the book. I'll do. I'll sit here and do it with you, if that's what you need, if you need or you want. Do that too. Uh, we'll figure. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But well, um, we're going on two hours now. Yeah. Just about. We should, we should probably. I want to end with a quote real quick that your boy says. Ooh. He's got a couple that I like. Yeah, Bruce Lee. He says, do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Yeah. That's pretty much saying, look, there's going to be problems. It's not worth living a life that you're handed everything. Yeah. It's not. Just like Buddha, you're not. You're ne- handed everything. Exactly. You're not going to learn from it. You're not going to grow as a person. You need to learn how to grow as, as your own person. And if anybody else doesn't like that, fuck them. Yeah. It's not your problem. It's yeah. theirs. So. All right. All right. Well, chapter one and two are in the books. They are. It's been. It's. It's definitely been a real episode. And I, I'll have notes next time. I promise. You don't need to have notes. I write notes because. Um, no, I think notes for me would help a lot. I know that I forget. Yeah. Like I've read the book, listened to it three or four times. I forgot chapter one. <laughs> 
So this is this for me, and I want to be able to, to to talk about and have fluid conversation. So yeah. Even if I have to, I mean, this worked great. I like yeah. this. Um. All right. It's been uh, it's been real, guys. Where where where, where can they find us? Are we gonna? Okay. We got. I don't know if we announced on the show. Did we? That we didn't in the beginning. Well, no. I mean, we're on Spotify now. Oh, we are. Yeah, that's right. We're on Google Pod uh Google Podcast now. Ooh. I'm still not sure about iHeartRadio. We're still waiting on the 14 days. Yeah, which I don't know what the hell's taking so long. It, it, we're, if we don't get there, whatever. But they're missing out. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, <laughs> Facebook. Did we're you on. ever do the Stitches one? Oh uh, no, I didn't do Stitcher yet. Oh, okay. I'm gonna look on Stitcher though. All right. Um, Instagram, Facebook, yep. all Brotherhood of Podcasting. Yep. Search us up. We're on Facebook. We post daily, a couple times. Um, so we want to kind of interact with you guys more. Yeah, check us out on Facebook. We're definitely trying to grow the community there. Yeah, that's where we're. That's I, f- I feel like Facebook is a lot easier than Twitter. I think I feel like Twitter, you kind of just get lost a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we could look into it, but we our we're not committed to one platform. No, no, I'm committed to everything. Instagram is still a little bit of a work in process, a work in progress. Yeah, yeah. we haven't really. We didn't dive back into that just yet, but mm-hmm. it's still there. Uh, everything's at Brotherhood of Podcasting. Excellent. Except uh, Twitter is at BH Podcasting. Mm-hmm. So you if, can look there. If that works for you guys, again, we're we're committed to growing a community. Absolutely. doesn't matter the platform. And look, if you want to join the book club, let's yeah, go. That's right. There's infinite chairs here, man. There. That's right. There's infinite chairs. And you guys can let us know how you feel about the book, if, it, if it's a book you really like, if you've mm-hmm. read it already. Again, it's called the the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson. And look, it's, it's and that's on, not a plug. <laughs> no, it's on it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, you might as well. It's it's before look, it goes away. <laughs> look, I think it's like five and a half hours. Yeah, it's really not something. that long. So if you if you really want to get into this book, it's on YouTube. Just go go search yeah. for it. And for me, I had a, a lot of moving experiences more towards the end because in the beginning I was like really like this what this book is. Yeah. And then towards the end, I was like wow, I was really impressed. So, uh, where they can, where can they find you, Nick? Uh, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram at dbor2730. That's dbor2730. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, um, twitch.tv slash flip underscore nation. Uh, I'm probably going to go over, like, I'm g- probably going to go through a little overhaul of the, the, the channel soon. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where they can find me. What uh, about you? Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at Corey. C-O-R-E-Y underscore Fazio, F-A-Z-I-O. Uh, I really don't post too much. Um, and my Twitch, you can find me at Faz underscore 18. Again, I really don't. If you're going to come join the stream, come join the stream, but I'm not trying to grow it. Yeah. Um, but I, I got to pee, so. Dude, my, my butthole is screaming, dude. I got to poop uh, so bad. All right, well. All right, guys. Thank it's you been for real. Listening. It's been Moose and Goose Raw. Yep. Enjoy. Yep. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys are safe. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye.